we have this great logo for Kodiak. Not not the not the main bear logo on the back, but we had another one uh, designed that's a bear with a human skull in its mouth, right? And we yeah. had patches made, and we have hats with the patches, and we're having beanies made with these patches. And I love it. I love I love that the concrete lasts forever. You won't, right? But I was thinking about that because that freaks some people out. You know, I have these shirts that say concrete lasts forever. You won't has a skull on it. And people are like, what is that? What does that mean? Right. I don't get it. Yeah. I've heard so that. You, when you went to a funeral. Well, it's funny enough. I'm going to a funeral next week, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> don't wear that shirt, man. Yeah, don't wear the shirt. Well, yeah. Yeah. I got to go back to Wichita and get some clothes because all I have is swimsuits and in these concrete lasts forever. You won't t-shirts, bro. I'm telling you, I swear <laughs> to you, that's all I have right now in Arkansas because I'm packing. I didn't bring any other clothes so i gotta go back and get some anyways that being said i was thinking about this when i was driving i was thinking about i know what i mean with the the skull in the mouth of the bear and concrete last forever you won't i know what that means but i don't think i've conveyed it and i wrote this down i'm gonna read it to you and we're gonna put this on the website because i like it we recognize that life is transient let us make things to last forever and let those things be made as well as they can with the best materials humanly possible. I believe that to be true. You know, life is transient. None of us are going to make it out alive and, you know, the clock is ticking. But let us make the best things we can make. Always do your best. Whatever it is, you're making a tile. Make the best tile you can make. And if we make those things with the best materials available, those things will last forever, you know. Forever's yeah, quality. a long time thousands of years thousands of years if you make things that people will not destroy you make well-designed products made with the best materials possible those things could be around for thousands and thousands of years and for me that idea is so powerful and gives purpose to what it is i do because if i just if i just made things that were transitory and you know temporary well there's some beauty in that but it's really hard to put all your energy and effort into something that's going to deteriorate and fall apart in a year or two. Right. But I can really dedicate myself to making the best, whatever it is, the best sink I can make, the best table I can make, the best chair I can make, knowing that those things will last for thousands of years. Yeah. It could be passed down to the next generation and so forth and so on. That's what the skull and the bear means to me. It's human life is temporary. We're just here for a short time, but let us make the best things we can make and let us make them with the best materials possible. That's what Kodiak is. It's the best material possible in the world to make the best product possible, which is what you do You know, in your shop, wherever you are, whoever's listening. When you're in your shop, you're making the best whatever it is, or at least I hope you are. And I hope you, you're trying to as well, trying to make the best whatever it is. No, I believe that. I believe as long as I've been... Well, I've always been self-employed. I think I've only had one job in high school <laughs> working at the grocery store. <clears throat> but no matter what, for me anyway, it was always about producing the highest quality. What you know, whatever that means. And for me, I've set my own standards to things that I consider quality. And just what you're talking about, I, what I want to do is anything that I make, if that goes into someone's home. You know, I, I want that to be something that that can be passed down to another generation because, you know, it, because it's an amazing quality product 
that without sounding, you know, I want it to be here when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if that's the legacy is the kind of stuff that I have made and which are in people's homes, then, you know, that's the, so anyway, that's what I look for. Quality. I want quality. I want to make quality. I want things that when people look back, like they come down on main street and they go into people places and they think, well, there's no question who made this, you know, that that's what I have strived to do. Yeah. And we'll continue. Yeah. I agree. Well, yeah, for me, it's just, I, you know, I know I'm in my forties. What do I got? 30, 40 more years, maybe. What am I gonna do in that time? Yeah, hopefully. But you know, Maybe 50 years, but I'm not going to be making concrete in 50 years. So what, I have maybe 30 years left of making concrete. And what am I going to do in that 30 years? I want to make things that will be here for thousands of years. I want things that my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids can touch and feel and be like, you know, my great-grandfather made this. And it's still in phenomenal shape, phenomenal condition. It's not cracked. It's not falling apart. Um, you know, it's got longevity. Think about wood furniture, and I'm not against wood furniture. I think wood furniture is great. But think about wood furniture is if it's left outside in elements, it's not going to last. Right. You know, so you, if you make something for somebody, they really, really, really have to love it and protect it and keep it in a, you know, conditioned space, free of moisture and sunlight and all these different things. Whereas concrete, we can make outdoor furniture that could, you know, go outside and sit out in the elements for thousands of years. Now, it might deteriorate to some extent. But in thousands of years, that chair, somebody could still sit in it as a chair. It'll still function as a chair. The table still functions as a table. The tile still functions as a tile. That's what I love. So, yeah, on all that note, let's give, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's give Martin a call, man. I haven't talked to Martin and Ashley in a while. Uh, got to, I know they have some exciting things they've been working on. Uh, they've been working on the website and new logos, um, a demo day. Now that the materials have arrived over there. I know they have a a demo day. You know, we have the um, hoedown and the holler coming up the 14th and 15th. You in Tennessee, kind of a similar thing where we're demonstrating the materials. We're mixing, casting, curing, sealing, but we're also going to be shooting projectiles at targets in a field with concrete. Um, And if you want to sign up for that, go to KodiakPro.com, click on shop, click on uh, events, and you can sign up for that. Uh, But you know, I was excited. uh, Jerry Maurer threw me a message. I have no idea what kind of arsenal that he owns, but apparently he's going to bring some stuff out to see, you know, uh, what kind of quality that we end up making <laughs> on some of the stuff. And so he was pretty well, excited. Dude, about I'm that, driving yeah. out there with uh, Jared Case of LC Woodcrete yeah. in Wichita. He's coming with me. He hit me up today. He's like, hey, you're driving? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, well, if you drive, I'll be your, your uh, you know, your co-pilot. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll drive. So me and him are going to drive out. But uh, if I'm driving, I might bring some of my guns with me, you know? But I say that, Dusty, you know, Dusty was Marine of the Year. Dusty's got guns behind his bar in his shop. He's got like a saloon in his shop. He's got like an AR-15 leaning against the wall. So I don't know if I really need to bring any guns. I think Dusty has the guns covered. So maybe I won't. I don't know. But, um, But anyways, where I was going with this is, you know, we have that going on the 14th and 15th. And I know that... Ashley and Martin are doing a similar thing in the UK, the 15th and 16th of Demo Day. Yeah. yeah. Where they're going to be mixing, casting, curing. It's not training, but if you want to get your hands in a mix, you want to see the difference, you want to feel it, you want to see it, you want to experience it, you want to see the quality for yourself, 
then uh, then come to you know our event in the U.S. or go to their event in the U.K. They're almost the exact same time period. All right, enough of this. You want to get Martin on the phone? Let's do it. Let's give him a call. Somebody's there. That's weird. I'm here. Is Martin here? Martin. 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 Hello. <laughs> well, Martin. Martin. You You've sound, changed. Yeah. <laughs> you taking estrogen, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Ashley? Yeah, good. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't know if... The audio sounds really weird. Does no, sound you sound fine. You? Nope, you sound good. No, no you sound good. You can hear here. yourself. Oh, oh okay. Oh, look at this. Yeah, look at this. Got a little party oh, going on. What's that? Tinkering with the um. I hear you had a busy day today. Oh, well, isn't every day? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Casting a what was it? Twelve foot of thinking freedom measurements. Um, waterfall table with angled legs so um yes very very long day took a lot longer than expected it so, always does that's why yes. custom i you know i tell people like the best laid plans you can make a hundred tables and think i got this figured out it's gonna take eight hours and it'll take 12 <laughs> you know so <laughs> yeah. when you calculate you're like oh eight hours maybe i'll do nine just to be safe and then you have more time into it and then when you break it down you made way less money than you anticipated on that project but just way exactly. Yeah. So yes, well, long day. Martin, apologies you know, for that. You can you can make your project sound a lot more mind-boggling to us if you just use the other measurements. So just go ahead and give it to all us in like millimeters or centimeters or millimeters. whatever. And we'll just say like, oh my god, man, that's <laughs> crazy because we have no idea what you're talking about. Well, right on, you guys. What's new with you? I know what's new, but what do you guys got going on? Oh, you could tell Ashley. It's into all your hard work. So, um, we have a grand demo day. Well, demo weekend happening. So it will basically be two days where fifteenth and sixteenth of October. Okay, oh, right around it. the corner. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up. yeah. So the fifteenth and sixteenth of October, Saturday and Sunday. You can come for the weekend, you can come for the day, you can come for a morning, afternoon, whatever you fancy. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a lot going on. We're going to be hands-on casting with Kodiak Pro, showing people the wonders of it. Um, and then we're going to be going over um, a few other things, like just talking generally about you know, how, how to use Radmix, <clears throat> the benefits of it, how it improves your business in ways that you wouldn't maybe think it would um mm. and overall just why you need it in your life <laughs> i love it i love well, it we're just happy that it finally got over there that yeah. was i mean holy moly well what a time we, who would have thought yeah we never took a long time to get here and then we got a phone call last week saying that there's going to be an unprecedented strike at the dock where it and sent into by us haven't had one for decades <laughs> so they just say honestly and i was like this must be a wind up april the first uh, and uh, it, it wasn't yeah good everybody's striking so, long story short thankfully 
Yeah, they got it out of the um, the container. Apparently, the the pilots are behind something, and customs over here wanted to check that first. So, but yeah, thankfully they got it out. So it arrives to us tomorrow. Nice, awesome. Mm. That is nice. Yeah, very good. So, um, ready for the demo day, uh, demo weekend. So, so what are you just making? To make it clear. Yeah, so to make it clear, it's not it's not a training day. So, if anybody's thinking it, maybe it's not training at all. Um, but obviously, they're going to be learning on there about the products and obviously seeing how we cast. So, of course, they're going to you know they're going to learn things. It's just obviously you know the ins and outs, as you know from your course, CDS school. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to go into the exact fine fine details. But in terms of what we're making, so um, I think it's important to actually make someone that's not just like a, a flat panel. So, you know, real world application. So we're making a um, to two meter by 600 millimeters. So that's about four foot, four, I know more than that, actually, eight foot by four foot or two foot table, uh, waterfall table again. So legs nice. either end. Oh. Uh, instead of it just being, you know, um, a square, t- like your... Um, leviathan table you know waterfall table instead of just being like that with square all around the inside and the bottom will be angled again are you ripping like off another one bench. of my table designs is that what you're doing no 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 no, no okay. i was trying to it's like when i say waterfall table people <laughs> people don't know what it means so i'm just busting I'll your just balls give you, no yeah i mean i might do it now maybe you can I do know. one of my river tables i know you're gonna put a crack down the middle yeah. you're gonna have asparagus fern going out of the middle yeah <laughs> Epoxy everywhere. Um, well, I don't do that. No, so we're, we're doing that. So <laughs> that's gonna. The reason I wanted to do that is because with that one piece, they, and this is on the Saturday, they'll see spraying, they'll see uh, SCC, they'll see some form of hand packing, they'll see um, and troweling as well. So from that one piece, you're gonna get a real world application of the kind of you know we talk about Swiss Army knife. You're gonna see that in action on this piece. Um, so there's that, and then we'll be doing, of course, we're going to do some flat pieces as well. So, um, obviously, so you can just show people the different techniques. So, clay technique, um, SCC, JFRC, to show people that we're not lying. If you pour this and you wet polish it with AR fibers, you may get one or two fibers showing. Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of to dispel that kind of uh, myth that we're all just, um, blowing smoke up people's asses i was gonna know. say yeah um i didn't see a post but i heard about a post where somebody called uh what we say rhetoric it was rhetoric mm-hmm. and uh and john brought that up he's like well we should ask martin because martin yeah. you know is a user of the product is it rhetoric is what we say the mix does is it rhetoric or is it real it, you know does it deliver on what we say it delivers on no absolutely i mean i don't want to go into a, a sales pitch but i don't you don't go from you know, knowing a product for seven years, which is wet polymer, and then change, because it, it is essentially changing the entire business around by then getting used to a new mix, how that works, you know, the, the intricacies of it, because everything's a learning curve. You don't go from basically something that you're comfortable with, you're used to, to then let's just change it now for the sake of it, just because we're selling it. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing I've always tried to get across to people. So when I'm message it privately on whether it be instagram or facebook messenger or people are ringing me up asking me about it and you know i'm saying look i am not i'm not doing this to sell a product at all that's just a bonus for us i like it because it works because now i don't have to have let's at the moment put it this way i've got um you had a pallet of set two pallets of sand you had a pallet of cement you had a we had an ibc of polymer then we had um what else was it metacalin um pallet 
some silica fume. You get the point. I had all those yeah. pallets taking up so much space. And now I can have one pallet of Radmix and then one pallet of our salmon, sand and cement blend. So I've got two pallets now in the space where I had like four or five pallets. And then, you know, uh, the rest of the savings in terms of like the foam or batching out, blah, blah, blah. We know this and we're used to it. Um, in fact, the funny thing is we've got like a little bit of wet polymer left from the, the IBC. So we've just been using up on jobs here or there. And my dad made the comment a few days ago um, when he was batching out and he said it's too much like hard work. And he was only batching <laughs> out about 200 pounds. And, Dude, uh, I gave yeah. away, I gave away uh, probably 500 gallons. No, no, not 500, <laughs> 50 gallons of polymer. Cause there's five, 10, five gallon pails. I think it was, I gave away of unopened, Buddy Rhodes Polymer, Liquid Polymer Plus. And I gave away probably about an equal amount of Adva 555 last week because I'll never use it again. It was all, you know, sealed, unopened. Mm. Um, I gave away all the uh, Ultra Seals I had because, again, I'll never use it again. I gave it all away because I'll never use it. I was listening to the owner of Patagonia. I, I'll mess up his name. It's a hard name for me to say, but like Eve Sherrod or whatever his name is. He gave away Patagonia last week, the company to a trust. I don't know if you saw that on the news. It's pretty cool. Yes. But uh, yeah. his book, Let My People Go Surfing, I love that book. I read it years ago and I listened to the audio book this last week when I was driving back and forth. And one of the things he talks about is, uh, you know, it's a famous quote, but essentially um, a product is not perfect until it's not that you can add more to it. It's that you can't remove anything else from it. That is a perfect mm -hmm. product. So when it's as a simple and as pared down to the bare essentials as you can get it, that is a perfect product. And I really feel like that's been John and I's mission with this is instead of having an ECC bag mix, a clay bag mix, a spray bag mix, a carved bag mix, a this bag mix, a, you know, all these different things. And we just muddy the waters with a thousand products. We've cut it down, cut it down, cut it down and like got this product so dialed that one product can do it all and not do it all okay, but do everything exceptionally well, each thing. Exactly. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, in my opinion, I think that's always been our focus for John and I, and and I think you guys understand the benefit of that is if you can get it as simple as possible, then you reduce costs, you reduce space, you reduce materials going bad on you. Um, yeah, it's just way better. You reduce mistakes. You know, all the things that can happen when you have ten different ingredients that you're trying to keep track of. Well, what was it today? I I I got the and my dad got the ice and the water wrong not for Radmix on, on this little bit of polymer. And he got some, he didn't put something in or whatever. So, and we were just laughing about it because he got so used to just having that amount of, basically we do a thing by the, by the salmon. So we weigh, so if a job's going to weigh 400 pounds, 200 kilo, we will basically then convert that to how many bags of sand and cement blend and then work at how much Radmix. So essentially you have 10 bags, X amount of Radmix, water, fiber, plasticizer pigment ice it's very little to batch out and it's very quick but because you get so used to it and then you go back to what you used to do it makes you realize how much like hard work it is so and yeah. if jake brady is listening to this he listened to his podcast and say oh, martin's like me you know like spraying it's the art of it and i i like spraying but <clears throat> god's honest truth i've been spraying rad mixing um uh, for the last few weeks on jobs here or there for different reasons and i was speaking to andy at gecko um who buys rad mix as well um he was laughing at me because i was complaining about spraying and he said i never thought you <laughs> complain about spraying. you've been spoiled by just 
So it's uh yeah, it's it's pretty funny how you know, trust me, Jake, if you are listening, once you start pouring <laughs> for all of its different reasons, like your shoulders, your neck, your back, the mess goes everywhere. Then if you catch a miscoat, yada yada yada. So um it's funny how you get used to an easier way. So but yeah. Turn a heat spray in case anybody holds me to that. It's just that I would have a and just pour it in and just go. Yeah, your audio is cutting in a little bit, uh, Martin. I think it's just because we're we're doing Skype and it's across the ocean, and you know, internet is internet. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. That's better. Uh, well, you know, some people like pain. Some people like pain. And that's okay. I mean, you know, everybody has their kink. If your kink is spraying, then <laughs> hey, be a spray daddy. You know, do it. Trust me, I don't, I don't think it is anymore. Believe me, I don't think it is. Well, the one thing I wanted to throw Honestly, out there doing is, a, doing a, yeah, and and I'm giving a lot to you, Martin. You've been really pushing the envelope, man. I mean, which is great. That ten foot column. I mean, I know you put a lot of stuff out there on the mm-hmm. internet. You know, back and forth with some individuals you know, talking about what you're using, why you're using, and what the differences are you're using. And I know we touched about it in a minute. Is mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, other people jumped in and like, you know, well, just all it is is a bunch of rhetoric, you guys. But that 10-foot column, man, I'm going to tell you, that's that was impressive to me. That was very impressive. I don't do a whole lot of SEC, you know, tall casts. So coming out with something that clean based on what you're doing – and then some of the other, you know, big pieces that you're doing and talking about the curing. I mean, what a difference. And until mm-hmm. people, again, once again, I mean, I love seeing what you're doing with these materials. It's pretty impressive. I mean, if you want to talk about that stuff. Yeah, so the, the column, the so it was 10 foot um, for the, um, an internal um, underground pipe just to keep the weight down. It was like an inch thick around the pipe. Um, it was braced top and bottom so the pipe can't move. And true story this. So essentially to stop any mix, obviously getting inside the inside pipe, we had foam in there at the top and bottom, all screwed and, and gaffer tape, duct tape. Um, so you're thinking, my dad and I cast this and we said, do you think that'll move at the bottom? Because we'd screwed, we had to cut some of the column down because we'd screwed it right the way through the outside mold to the inside mold to the foam. Thought no way will a mix get through there. <laughs> and then we poured it, it's about 180 pounds of mix and it got to the very top. So we did this cast against the stairwell so we didn't have to, you know, mess around, whatever. So then you know, get to the top of the mix and it was at the top, great. So we go and clean all the buckets, had a little bit of mix left over and I thought I'll just shove that in a vessel sink mold uh, and sell it. Anyway, I just happened to go back about 10 minutes later to go and check <laughs> the top of the column and all the mix had gone. Uh-huh, and I've I, done and that. In, in that, yeah, in that <laughs> kind of instant of kind of like, uh, I, I was looking on the floor and the floor was clean and I was thinking, where is it? And it took me a second to realise that it's in, it's in inside the internal column. Yeah. So by the time we then had to then batch it all out again and got to pour it in, God's honest truth, about 35, 40 minutes passed. So you can imagine all the outside of that column was soaking wet with old, old and we, we talk about this, uh, Brandon, and you've got on that video you did with those sinks um, on Vimeo, where, you know, if you're pouring on, on a vertical, you know, make sure you wipe any dry mix off because it'll cause problems. Yep. So you can't you can't do that inside a 10-foot column. <laughs> um, so we just poured it in, hope for the best. But the fact that it came out from that problem being genuinely 
immaculate. There was little teeny tiny pinprick um, holes that once they were grouted, you couldn't even see them. They're just like part of the aggregate. Um, so genuinely, I was impressed by the mix anyway, but that was that was impressive. And then we're doing a outdoor modular kitchen at the moment, which is 3D. Um, again, it's like mini waterfall tables, but essentially there's three... It's three outer verticals and three inner verticals because this is going to be seen from every side apart from you know the underside. So back in the day, I have you know sprayed an external mold and an internal mold, wedged them all together, hoping that the face coat doesn't dry, you don't knock it or anything like that, or it slides or whatever. But honestly, um, Radmix now just build the whole mold, dump it in, and it, I'll send you a picture tomorrow, John and Brandon. But it, it's come out near enough perfect. Yeah. Um, Every every vertical, the only the only holes to speak of are on the underside, but that's got it's an enclosed mold, and we've got foam screwed to the internal mold to keep the weight down. There's some like you know there's some holes there, but air's got to go somewhere. You know there's no effort to escape. There's no hole in the mold. So honestly, it's just uh, the fact that you know I don't have to mess around spraying separate molds and putting them together, then bracing it and all this jazz. What can go wrong? And yeah, it's. Uh, it's impressive, and that table today, um, that's um, the court and finish we do, so that's like a, a shitty spray. That's why I sprayed it, not just SCC'd it, because I needed to come out with holes and voids because that's what adds the texture and depth to the finish. Um, a bit like pitted steel, it's been you know, rusted for years and years outside. It's not smooth, is it? So, um, But yeah, so it. I like pushing the envelope, uh, I think. I think. Um, although when I do yeah. just direct cast and in tables is a lot easier. <laughs> so, uh, but no, joking aside, for me, that's what concrete always was. You know, something that allows us to do what people think can't be done. So, um, and I, I think like Joe Bates, we've kind of made a niche for ourselves by just doing stupid things. And um, I see other people over here, you know, doing similar size things and big things. And you can see where they've struggled and whatnot just by the result and stuff, um, you know, but, I applaud them for trying because that's, you know, these big silly things, as you know, are not the easy things to do. So, oh, interesting thing, John, quickly on the column, when we cut it down on the, all on the internal ring of that column, there was no, no, no pinholes at all. And I mean, none. We had to cut it in two places and they were perfect on both sides of the cut. So, yeah. Um, what can you say? Awesome, man. That's but impressive. The, People will see this on the demo day, so they'll see it from the table we're casting. They'll see it from the flat panels, and I'm going to cast a, just a vertical leg. So I'm literally just SCC pour it in, so people can see it being cast on a vertical on its own. You know, no face coat, nothing. Um, you can just see how impressive it is. The fact that you know, even with AR fibers, because I'm like Brandon, I'm very comfortable. I know AR fibers. I know how to use them and how to mix them and how strong they are. PVAs for me, for me, it's kind of at the moment we're still learning to use them. So, uh, but the fact that I can use AR fibers and get no fibers showing, or maybe one or two, but you can't see that they're there. Only you or I, you know, Brandon John, I'd know because we're in the industry. Clients would just think it's part of the look. Um, you know, these aren't things for me, and I'm incredibly anal and fussy. These aren't things that stand out to me. So, um, yeah, honestly, they've done well. Let me put it this way: how many jobs now? Done about. 15 dining table tops, all direct cast AR, and yeah, not a fiber really on any of them. So, um, and no clients complained at all. So, in fact, they all say it looks amazing. He's sure it's concrete, as he always do. It's his quartz. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's why know. it's called. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Da Vinci this, quartz. This sounds like rhetoric to me. I think this is rhetoric. This I think rhetoric. this is just more rhetoric. <laughs> the, the thing is, though, I, I, 
<laughs> you, you, you both know me. You see me on the forum. I like helping people. I like talking about it. Sure. Not because it's your mix. Because I, I, I like, oh, I'm just sad that my life is concrete. Here's the deal. Business. John and I were, were discussing this. There's all the other brands already over in the UK. If you wanted mm-hmm. to use those other products, if you wanted to retail those other products, it'd be really easy to be a distributor for those other products. It'd be a lot cheaper to be a distributor for those other products for you as a distributor. But mm-hmm. you've used mm-hmm. this product and you've now gone through the expense of shipping a container across the ocean because you believe in them that much and you want these products there. And in turn, you know, you're, you're taking the expense of getting it over there. So now you're going to help other people and sell it to help kind of offset those costs of bringing it across the ocean. But you're not doing that uh, because it's just another product with a different name on it. You know, like a, a similar product with a different name, which I think a lot of people believe it is. Oh, it's just another, it's just another GFRC bagged mix. It's just a different Yeah, well, name. we still get that, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah we still get that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, mm, <laughs> it, and yeah. when you use it, you'll see that it's completely different than anything. If, if you have experience, I think people that maybe aren't experienced, maybe wouldn't know the difference because you don't know what you don't know. But if you've used liquid polymer mixes for several years and you're very familiar with their limitations and the surface quality that comes out and what they do. And then you try this, you'd be like, Oh my God, this is crazy. But you have to have a frame of reference to know what you're looking at. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, and on the demo weekend, people will get that frame of reference just to make clear for anyone listening, that's thinking of coming for just one day. Um, if they were to come on the Saturday, they will see casting. They will see finished pieces that I'll seal with ICT prime protect. They will see polishing on that day as well. And also on the, on the Sunday, um they will see basically you'll see the entire system or the you know from a to a to z on saturday and on sunday um the reason we're recommending to come both days if you can is because they will see what they have cast with us with their own two hands and eyes the next day you know rather than just taking this this is the thing taking our word for it or you know we're just we're just blowing smoke up everyone's ass so that's why i said to ashley make it two days they can then stand there you know and look at the pieces and go wow you know, maybe, yeah, heck, you know, yeah. they're not full of shit. So, um, <clears throat> hey, I got yeah. a question for you. I had a guy hit me up uh, earlier today wanting to know if we could talk about a certain subject on the podcast. And that is, how did you break into working with architects and designers? What, what, how did you get into that? Cause he's struggling to kind of make that leap to get with those clients. How'd you do that? In the beginning, it was in all honesty, just a case of, um, cold calling, so just a case of just ringing some architects up or emailing them um, and just saying, are you interested in this product? And honestly, 99% of them said no. <laughs> so or just ignored me uh, or ignored us. Um, it's, it's a hard one to answer because I think it's happened organically. So we were just fortunate to kind of be contacted for, you know, larger size pieces and, because I've had no frame of reference. I'm not from any background like construction, like my dad's a builder. So he is, because I'm not. I don't, like, things that may seem very large and scary and, like, you know, the engineering to most people, to me, because I was, you know, I, as we all say, you know, you don't know what you don't know. But we can do it. And then, do you know what I mean? And it was a case of not having to figure it out. Well, because we'd done those large pieces, one architect would then pass that name to another. You know, I've got this silly project or this really intricate thing I need to do. And they'd say, oh, you know, contact, you know, Da Vinci or the previous business name. And that's kind of how it's kind of happened for us. Um, so now we kind of get spec on plans. So an architect will draw a plan up and it'll say provided by Da Vinci. Um, so 
I think I think the biggest thing I can say to people is if they if they're interested or want to be um, in the in conversations with architects and designers is well first of all um, make your own things to show them don't show other people's pictures because ultimately it's not your work it's not how you finish it it's not what it's going to look like so that's the biggest thing first you know make your own pieces for your own home and show them your own pictures um, and second thing is don't be afraid to to contact them like I did nowadays it's easy because of the portfolio and because we've got a name so when I do contact them people are interested um, but yeah it's just a case of make your own things and just go and cold call a little bit because that's what you're going to have to do um, good old-fashioned cold calling just in terms of selling yourself to them you're not a car salesman remember that you, know, you sell from passion like I do like I people come to the showroom all the time and they say, you know, I say I'm not a salesman. And they say, you're not. You're just selling as your passion. And we can see that. And that's what people buy into with us because they can say, I love what I do. You know, we love what we do. So, um, and that's where most people go wrong. They try and sell it like a car salesman. They don't speak from the heart. So, yeah. Anyway, I hope that helps in some yeah. degree. No, I agree with you 100%. John, what are your thoughts on it? You know, I haven't done it. I've, I've stuck with homeowners. <laughs> Um, you know, and household, I've, I've never moved that direction. So I, I'm the same. I wouldn't know where to begin. I would probably start exactly where Martin was saying. I'd probably start off with a, well, not knowing a phone book available anymore, but you know, <laughs> Google your area and start calling. That's, that's pretty mm-hmm. much all I would do. I, I think that is Away. I don't think it's going to be very effective today. I don't like when somebody calls me, I hate it when people call me, honestly, I text, email, I hate phone calls. So nobody really wants to talk on the phone anymore. And emails kind of get caught. And if you drop in, they really hate that. You're like, Hey, I'm Brandon with Gore Design. I want to talk to you about concrete. They're like, yeah, no. So here's a little something I've done, which has been effective, and it might be effective for people just getting into this, is number one, make things people want to buy. Focus on a product. Decide you want to make whatever it is. Let's say an umbrella stand, a bollard, a planter, a chair, a fire pit, a bathtub. Pick anything. Tile. It doesn't matter what it is. Pick something and try to make the coolest version of that you can. Because if you make something rad, it'll get organic publicity, right? It's going to get on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, blogs. People will share it if it's something new and innovative. So that's number one. Try to make things that people want to buy because you're in a business selling things people want to buy. If you're just making concrete to make concrete, well, some people are going to buy it, but a lot of people won't. So that's number one. Number two, architects and designers, something I've done is I make something really cool really cool for them, whether it's a desktop organizer, um, so just you got to think like, what is something that they will actually put on their desk, keep, or maybe put on their conference table, keep, uh, maybe a little planter, something like that. And I'll just send it to them. I'll write them a handwritten note on letterpress stationery, uh, you know, introduce myself. I'd love to work with you on a future project. I, you know, I love what you've done in the past. Uh, please reach out to me if you ever have need for concrete. You'd be surprised how well that works because they get it in the mail it's very non-obtrusive. It's very kind of, you know, uh, you're just kind of sliding in, sliding in their DMs in a way. You're just like, hey, how's it going? But they put this <laughs> on their desk. Seriously, I've had, there, there's a project I'm working on right now, tentatively working on, that is huge. It's huge. And it's one of the main people of the company. I sent them a desktop organizer and they still will text me photos from time to time or, or send it to me on Instagram of this on their desk. And like, dude, I still love this. It's like one of my favorite things ever. Um, 
But I sent it to him just as a little, hey, I just want to introduce myself. I love what you do. I'd love to work with you on a future project. And they look at it every day. And every day they think, huh, I want to work with these guys, these concrete guys, right? Mm -hmm. But I stay in their mind. Um, if I just sent them a sample, a square, eh, it goes in the, in the closet where they keep all their samples and nobody's ever going to see it again. Um, so you have to think like, what can I do to stay in front of their face every day? Mm -hmm. So that's something I've done. And I think it's probably in the day and age we live in now where people don't like people showing up unexpectedly. They don't like getting phone calls. You know, they're used to just getting tons of stuff. They're used to getting brochures in the mail, business cards in the mail. They're used to that. And they're just going to throw it in the trash, especially the owners of the company. They're, they get so much every day. But if you send them something rad, something you put some time and energy into, maybe it costs you a couple hundred bucks to do it, to package it, to do the whole thing, but you're very selective about how you send it to, that could pay dividends. Well, something else I was going to throw out, you guys have been busy. You guys um, put a whole new logo together. I, I mean, not new mm -hmm. for DaVinci, but for the uh, distributing and stuff. And so how did that whole thing come together? That's something you guys have been working pretty hard on. Yeah, so it, um, I've got a a friend or we've got a friend in Malta uh, called um, Brendan. Um, he, he's involved in concrete now. He wait, 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 wait. Huh? There's another Brendan? Yeah, not you. There's another? Yeah, no, he's Brendan. Brendan. So he's more feminine. So he's got a pawn tash. So yeah, he's not as masculine as you. But is it um, Owen or Ian? I know uh, Ian. Ian, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's going to be one Brandon. There's only yes. one. It's like the highlight. He's going to be one. If there's another one out there, I'm going to find him and kill him. No, he's Brendan Gouch. Steal his power. Drink his blood. So he lives in Malta. He's a graphic designer for 20 years. And he makes concrete now as well. So anyway, Ashley contacted him and said, can you make it a logo? So Yeah, we'd never really gotten around, so to speak. Da Vinci keeps us so busy that... We hadn't given designer concrete supplies the full attention and the full, you know, making it look glamorous and giving it a little bit of an edge. It, it needed a proper brand identity. So uh, Brandon was really, really kind to... Um, Brandon, not Brand Brandon. Brandon, so Brandon. Yeah. I know. Brandon. I'm, I'm so confused Brandon right now. Brandon was really, really kind. Brandon in Malta was really kind and um, said, hey, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do something for you. So... Um, we kind of took a little bit of inspo from Kodiak, um, you know, we'll admit that, um, you know, the whole bear, it, it's, a, it's a strong presence, it's strong, um, we just thought, okay, well, what do we want to do? And we kind of went with the lion because of our son, Leonardo. So, um, obviously Leonardo is the thing that ties the three of us, Martin and I, and his dad together as family, you know. Um, Leonardo is the center of that. So we had Da Vinci from there. Um, and then it just seemed like, why don't we use Leonardo? It stands for lion. Um, so yeah, so we went with the lion logo and we think it looks quite funky. I, I mean, I, I'm, we're not trying to compete with Kodiak, but <laughs> hopefully no, it's, it, looks um, cool. it looks nice alongside. Um, it's, it's something to see because, because Brandon did this for 20 years, like Brandon and Mark. Branding, not Brandon again, but yeah. Because <laughs> Brandon did branding for 20 years, marketing. He understands all about, you know, eye-catching logos, what fits a brand. So, you know, we kind of just said, you know, this is what we look, we're look we looking for. 
So they're kind of like the neon highlights. Um, they were his idea. He did them to kind of, well, Anassi's idea, giving me dodgy looks there. I thought I was going to get hit with that <laughs> stick. But no, um, he basically used that as well to fit in with the concrete club, which is something that's, it'll come at a later date. That'll be our proper training course. But that's something next year once we've hopefully moved into a new workshop. Um, so yeah, so yeah, to Brendan did, you know, as what you can see so a very 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 talented man uh love him to death and what he has helped me create for the demo weekend is a pdf document so it contains um all the information for the course what the people will learn um and where we're based so it's an interactive document so that you can pretty much click on the map and it'll take them right to our workshop and also to nearby hotels they can check the booking if they are going to stay over here so um so yeah Nice. You know yeah. what's crazy is your son's name Leonardo. My daughter's name's Leola, which is female for lion. It's lioness. Uh, so two lions right there. And then mm-hmm. my other daughter, Ursula, Ursa's bear. And so on my hands, I have a lion on one hand and a bear on another. And here we are. Oh. Uh-huh. You guys are the lion. We're the bear. What are the chances? <laughs> what are the chances that this would happen like this? But you know, it's the way the world works. Yeah. Synchronicity. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't that- have that. Well, that's why I was actually bringing that up because you, which I had contacted you, you had gotten a pretty good conversation uh, just a minute ago about just that branding, you know, design to go with branding and marketing, you know, a lot of the things that Brandon and I talk quite a bit about. And I did find interesting that a lot of the people that were involved in that conversation with you you know, are again, trying to evolve and understand the energy, the time, you know, can you do it all yourself, how to create your branding, how to create design to go with that branding and marketing. So that's kind of, and you guys basically were right in the middle of it. So. Mm -hmm. That's very much Ashley's job. So um, that's, that's Ashley's forte. So I kind of leave all the branding and, and the ideas up to her. Um, to, to be fair, she comes to me with a couple of ideas and say which you like best. And sometimes it can be an amalgamation of the two or I'll just pick one and um, she'll say no, A or B, B, no, A, <laughs> yes, A, good night, good choice. So, um, but yeah, no, that's Ashley's um, expertise. So same for the demo weekend. Anybody's got any questions about it or whatever, you'll deal with Ashley. I'm just the, uh, I'm just a monkey. She's the organ grinder. Isn't that right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, we are literally opening our doors to anyone in the UK, anyone in Europe, and even obviously surrounding countries. Um, I think there are a couple of guys who said they want to come over from Europe, which is fantastic. Because the other side of this is not only will you find out more about Kodiak or just learn about it completely if people haven't been listening to the podcast and if they don't have social media, um, then you'll you'll find out about Kodiak. Obviously, we'll touch upon, um, you'll learn about some techniques maybe. There might be things that you go, hmm, I never thought of that before or that's a different way of doing it. Um, obviously, sealing we'll cover that as well which is always a fun topic in the world of concrete and ultimately the, yeah, the that's other when side the weapons of it is come out right <laughs> yeah. The sealer wars. yeah the sealer wars yeah 
Yeah. And ultimately, the other side of it is, you know, you're getting together with fellow concrete manufacturers. At the end of the day, there is nobody who's going to understand what you do and your daily struggles or your, you know, accomplishments. There's nobody who's going to understand that and value that more than other concrete manufacturers so the beauty of it is you get to chat you get to catch up meet some new people even meet people who you've probably spoken to on social media or you know converse with a little bit during a, a, you know a, a topic that was being discussed in a group chat and you'll actually get to meet face to face and be like this is so weird I feel like we've met before but we haven't and you know at the end of the day it's such a it's such a small industry in that respect where people do know each other but sadly we don't is, get to see each other the thing is is that i think we spoke about um on the phone to each other john that on instagram and facebook or whatever um internet social media we only see the finished pictures you know we only see the nice picture in somebody's house or on a commercial setting we often won't see the, you know, the fact that it took three times to make it or something went wrong when you were casting it. You know, none of those things get spoken about. So often, and I struggle with this, especially in the beginning, you think it's only you that's having these problems um, and nobody else does. And the fact that when people tell you that, no, don't worry, we all have these issues, but then you go to somebody's workshop and, you know, in person you talk about it, and no doubt something may go wrong on a demo day, which, in all honesty, a part of me hopes something does because that's important. So people can see that it's not just sunshine and rainbows. Um, so, you know, ultimately, there's yeah, that just side of it. don't have a blowout when you do the SCC. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't underestimate that. The other day, we didn't underestimate hydraulic pressure. It was braced everywhere. And God's honest truth, the mould lifted 20, oh, an inch, not 20, couldn't say 25 mil, but an inch off the table. Never seen it before. And, uh, yeah, the concrete was pouring out the bottom of the model. <laughs> so, yeah, we had to uh, try and fix that quickly. But the other thing as well is, only come, for me, I said this last time, last podcast, you know, if we're all making the best quality concrete possible in this country, and in Europe, mainly the UK, then that's only going to improve the market for everybody um, from a price point of view, from a quality point of view. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's so many customers out there that I don't need them all. You know, even if there's 50 of us over here, you know, there's plenty of work to go around. So if you're going to make it with a better product and get a better end product, then that's only better for me because you know, I'm not then going to get a call saying my concrete failed, you know, and then it gets labeled or tarred, all, all of it gets tarred with the same brush. We all know that's, you know, that, that problem. So people are quick to sing a negative. They never sing the praises. So, um, you know, that's why we're not afraid to be manufacturers and suppliers um, at the end of the day, because we want to help improve the industry. Um, simple as that. And I think also as well as, and I think you guys appreciate this, because we are manufacturers, we're talking from a position of experience, not just we're not just saying it, you know what I mean? We're not just selling this mix without any anything to back it up. We actually do this for a living. We get paid now to create things with this mix. So um, if it doesn't work, we don't get paid, you know, we'll lose the business. So um, yep. this, is, this is genuinely our meal ticket, and not just because we're selling it, because it works, and it, work, it does work very, very well, and people will see that. 
Um, I don't like to go on about it too much because for me, I think some people are turned off by that. So I, yeah. I'm, you know, you both know me by now. Uh, actions speak louder than words. I always say that and come to the demo day, even if it's just to point and laugh at my long hair with dust in it, you know, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, come and say it for yourself. And I, I can honestly say, I think people will be genuinely surprised by how good it is. So, um, yeah, I agree hundred percent frame of reference, frame of reference in the U S we tell everybody call Joe Bates, order a bag, get a bag, test it for yourself. And then let's have a conversation because up until then you don't know what you don't know. You just have no idea. So, mm-hmm. all right, guys. Well, I think that's a good ending point. What do you think? Super. Yeah, absolutely. And again, yeah. right, the 14th and the 15th? Yeah, um, it is um, Saturday the 15th and Sunday the 16th of October. If anyone is okay. interested, um, please email also info at designerconcretesupplies.co.uk. Ashley will um, send the details to you. The PDF document will contain all the details. And uh, in the meantime, if you have any technical questions about Radmix or Makers Mix, TBP, um, in general, Codex stuff, you know, ICT, Prime and Protect, please do call us. Um, Ashley will put you through to me. Um, I sound really important, like Wolf of Wall Street when I say that. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> have your people my call PA my people. Will push yeah. you through. Yeah. yeah, you call my people. Yeah, they'll call you. But yeah, Ashley will put you through to me. I'll be more than happy to, you know, as I always am, help people with any technicalities um if anybody has any questions on pricing or whatnot that's ashley's bag not mine like i say she's the organ grinder awesome all right guys it was great talking to you as always thank you very much you're welcome adios speaking to you guys have a nice day adios have a great night Bye. bye